Uh, we are talking about some hardships that we've had, but there's also been really cool things, you know? Friendships that have been made and connections that we've had at the church plant. That it's, we're, we're a family, you know? And we're a family with you guys, but then we have this, this smaller family that it's, you know, and, we, and I love the relationships that we have there and it's people sacrificing for each other. It was cool seeing, like, with a special contribution, like some people that I didn't expect to give so much and they gave like, I was like, where did they even get this? It's like, you know, and just seeing it and just realizing that, that the heart is there. You know, sometimes there is struggles, but their heart is there for doing what God wants them to. And I hope that is, that is your heart and that you guys are growing, are growing in that. And the, the truth is, I think a lot of times we're not there yet, but we're working towards it. And, uh, and some of the things you're just going to find out when you go to the, on the church plan. Right? There's no way. It's like, it's like when you're married, you can tell you know, the person everything, but they're only going to find out when they get there. So, on that note, 9 out of 10 church plans don't make it. <laughs> Sorry. And I was like, man, you brought it down again, right? There you go. So, 9 out of 10 church plans don't make it. I hate that statistic. I hate it. And I was talking to Carrie, and Carrie was telling me, he's like, you know, it's worse than that. And the survey that they did is just with, with ones that are actually still, oh, churches that are actually still open. That means they, they're not growing, they're just, you know, holding on for dear life, but, you know, and, and struggling. And, the, and that's the truth. That's the truth of, of the survey that's there. But why is that? Why is it that it's so hard to, to plant a church, to bring this... this amazing gift that God gives us, right? That we're going to spread this message. Why is it so hard? And we can blame, and there's a lot of blame that goes around, I think, at times, right? Uh, Hillary Clinton is still trying to explain, right? Why she didn't why she didn't win and those kind of things, you know, and we're like, oh, it's this or it's that or this person didn't do what they want. And we, we can blame leadership. We can blame Satan. We can blame uh, the church that sent you sometimes. I've seen people blame. Uh, you can blame the circumstances of where you were planted to say, you know, this just wasn't ideal or maybe something like that. Uh, you can blame the location of the building. You know, it's like, that our building is not in the way. You got, your guys' building is awesome with the location. I love it. I like where it is. Um, but I believe that... The blame really sits on personal devotion. That it is within each of us to make sure that our heart is in the right place. That we can hope that, you know, the leadership is going to do that or that this is going to happen this way or that way. But if we're not sold, we're going to have a problem. And it has to, I believe it has to start with leadership. You know, and that's something that we've had a, a hard time. One of our biggest fights in leadership have been because of connection. Connection among the leadership, our core group. So we have a, a core, and it's, and it's me and Zong, and TC and Maria, they're campus ministers, and then we have Ryan and Lindsay, and Steph and Julia, because they're in our youth group. And we had a problem connecting there. If we're having a problem at that level, how is it going to be that the rest of the people are going to learn this connection? And when TC said that, I remember the day TC was told us that, you know, when Mallory had passed away and he came to our core group and said that we hadn't been there for him. And it was so hard to hear that. 
because in the middle of all it seemed like we were busy doing a bunch of stuff and there was just all kinds of stuff you know going on but this this connection is important how did I not get that that one of the people that should be the closest to me is going through one of the hardest things he's ever had to go through and I'm not there for it and it, it was a wake-up call I think to all of us you know to realize that it didn't mean it was destroyed it just meant that we had to, to wake up and realize that it depended on each one of us in that group to do it. You're going to be in groups where you're going to be in certain ministries, whether it's youth ministry, adults, or dealing with a coffee ministry, or whatever it is that you're doing with the, with the kids, or that you're going to need to realize that, that your personal life makes a difference there. That the things that you do every day are going to make a difference. And I think it was June that was talking about, you know, waking up in the morning and doing your quiet times and, and connecting to God. And if you don't do that, you end up, you know, lost. The rest of your day is, is not about God. It's about my feelings and things like that. So each person has a responsibility. Or in the case of the church plant, several responsibilities. Right? Because you'll realize as you go there, you're going to be teaching classes to the kids. You're going to be working in the coffee ministry. You're, you're going to be doing uh, decorations uh, and all kinds of stuff because there's not a lot of you. But we depended on you. All this is not going to happen if you guys... And I actually really appreciative of this group because when our campus group has gone out to do something, you guys have come to our aid. Because we like, it's like half of our group is gone, you know? It's like, and you guys came and, 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 took, and took responsibility, actually. I was really excited. Uh, you guys started, were serving coffee. You were, you were helping with uh, setting up chairs and all those things. But that's, it's, if it's not in your personal life and you're not doing the things that you need to do, then you're in trouble. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 says, and he's talking to people who, haven't, who should have changed but happened, but haven't. It says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. Who by constant use, that means they're in their Word, that means their relationship with God comes first. And because they've done it so many times, like how did that person become so wise? Well, the hard way or the easy way, right? Because they listened or because they went through hard things. And we, most of us have both of those sometimes. Uh, some less than others. Uh, but that through constant use, that you're constantly working on yourself, that you're dealing with your life when you... Because it's, it's not about... <laughs> It's not only you. That's what we think, right? Oh, it's just me, you know. And it's not going to affect anybody. And the church plant, you affect everybody. Let me tell you an example. When Max left, that was our worship leader. And it hurts. Uh, we, we brought Charlie in to, to come and help us with those someday until we raised up Ryan Gross. And Ryan Gross, he never thought he was going to be a worship leader, right? But he's the, you know, he's the guy who leads worship. But that's the thing. That why didn't Max get it? He gets it now, and I'm so happy about that. But it wasn't about the time he was up there leading. 
It was about when he wakes up in the morning and he remembers what his life is about. So for each of you, you need to remember that. I always tell my guys, I always talk to my, my guys in, you know, in our adult group, and at first it was just us, like the church plant, the guys that come on the church plant. And I said, so who do you think, is, who do you think are going to be the leaders in this church? Who do you think are going to be the cell leaders in this church? And they had to look around and say, well, I guess we'll have to be, right? I said, these people that are going to come in, who do you think they're going to look at? Right? And wouldn't it be sad if they're looking at the guy that just got there? Instead of realizing these guys have been in, Jimmy's been for, what, 10 years? I don't know how long, right? Jimmy, Nathan, and several of our guys. Boston, not as long, but that those are the guys that we're going to, I'm talking about you. That you might think that you're not in leadership right now and say, you know, there's not that much responsibility, right? And I can just go on the church plan and I'll, I'll serve some coffee. I'll do these things and that's fine. But Corey, you might be a leader someday. Crazy, right? Because you're older than a bunch of people that are going to come after you. And by the time, because you've been reading, because you've been doing the things that you needed to do, you became wise, and when they come, they're going to be able to benefit from that. Because they're going to need you. Now I mentioned Corey here, but there could be anybody in this group. I had a... One of my problems there was training people. And now, like I told you about Jimmy, the Jimmy hadn't developed because I... because I didn't do the things that I should have and been on him and told him. But it also depends, depended on his personal devotion. That if Jimmy had paid attention or had come and, and had... You know, if somebody's not dealing with you, you go and talk to them, right? Especially if it's your cell leader. If it's something obvious and they can see, it's like, come on. You are needed. So don't think that you can just that you just can just sit back and not do anything. And you've been hearing that all day, right? <laughs> I know. I've, I'm trying to like to like really give you this picture. Of it. Um, one thing I put here is that the church church is a body. You've heard this. You've read it several times. What happens when a part of the body isn't doing what it was designed to do? It dies. It, it, does the body suffer? Yeah. Right? You just cut it off and it's like, you know what? No. And the smaller the body, right? The more you realize that. That each part is important. That you are important to. The passage the passage in Romans 5, 2 to 5 says, um, Through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace, in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering... Sorry, I thought this was going to money, but it's not. Um, but anyway, this is... I jumped some here. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What prepares us for great things? You know what I believe it is so often? 
It's the hardships. And the reason I'm saying this is because we were talking about that before, right? And what does what does the Bible say? How are you supposed to what are you supposed to do when you go through trials? <laughs> Consider it pure joy. And I was always like, man, I gotta go back to the, the Greek, whatever, because it just they must have got screwed this up and got it wrong. Right? Is you can you're gonna be can be a little sad when right when you're going through hardships. But the truth is those hardships are gonna produce the person that you're gonna be that's gonna people are gonna look at and say, How did you become that person? That you each one of you have been through things already. And you're going to go through things. And why do we consider it pure joy? Because as we go through the trials, it produces what? Perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance produces character. character and character. At the end, what do we have? Hope. Guys, you're coming to a place where they're in dire need of hope. But they're putting their hopes in things that will not, that in the end, are empty. And you have the solution. But so often we are crying and discouraged and, and don't realize that we're supposed to be looking at this thing and saying, okay, what do I need to do and what's, how is this going to change me? And I'm going to keep going and no matter what happens, I'm going to keep going. And when you do that, it produces character because keeping going is, is what you're about. And you don't fall when, when things hit you. Hit you. It's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be sad. It's gonna, you're going to have to deal with it. But you get out on it the other side. And it produces what? What is the other side of it? Hope. Okay? You know what the hope is? The hope is to you, man, it works. It works. You can believe me on that. In my life, it has worked. If I didn't, I, several times I wanted to stop. I came to the point of thinking of ending my life where I was thinking of how I was going to do it. Me sitting all by myself in an apartment because I'd screwed things up. And I decided that if I was going to give up my life, that I was going to give it up to Christ because He is the only one. He's the one who gave Himself up for me. And I believe He still loved me. And that's why I'm here today. <laughs> that's why I moved to the States. It was because of that. So because I, there was a place here and I was going to do whatever it took. And it worked. Me, and, I, and I'm astounded by sometimes me preaching. And I tell people this. I said, I look at, think of me preaching here and I'm giving people hope. I was the most hopeless person I, ever, I knew at the time. But God turns things around. Even when things are hard. And makes you a better person. Why? So you can have hope that it works, and so you can give hope to other people that it also works. Is it worth it? I would never give up. It was sad for me to leave Brazil. I left the child, I left friends, I left a lot of some of my families, you know, back there. You know that I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't change what I have here today for those things that are back there. I miss my family, and I go sometimes, and they come up and see me. But the truth is that God is good, and He takes care of things. And sometimes it takes time. But for me, I hope you don't take as long as I did. <laughs> I tell that to all my people. I'm the oldest person in, the, in our congregation. 
right? I know I never thought it was that. And I thought this was going to be later, right? But, but I tell my guys, I say, look, you're way ahead of where I was at your age. Keep going. Don't stop. Perseverance produces character. I want to see you guys being the people that others look at. And they're astounded. They're impressed by what you are. That uh, they're impressed by what they see. And they're so impressed that they'll come and ask, so what is it about you? And then you have the opportunity to tell them, look, I have a personal relationship with God. I read my Bible. I, I have people that tell me the things that I need to hear. I talk about my weaknesses. I sin. I have these problems, but I deal with it. And they'll want to come too because of what they hear. But what does it depend on? Is you not stopping? Is your personal devotion when you wake up every day of doing the things that you know that we've talked about so many so many times? It's it's the what is it 201 right where we went through the things right. If, these are the things that you need to do. You have a mission. In Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I, will be, I, will, I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the mission, right? Isn't this the mission? You have a mission. Isn't it cool? Always when I think of it as a mission, I think, man, it's like, like special ops, right? You're, you're going out and you're doing your mission. You're doing your thing. We have an incredible opportunity, an incredible mission. People are, are working on, on curing cancer, on curing so many other diseases, on ending famine and all those things. Do you realize your mission is more important than anything that's going on in this earth? Do you realize that? You know what they say about St. Louis? The greater, um, sorry, the, the ICOC, the International Church of Christ, they, they, have, they have a church here in St. Louis, in, uh, in Oberlin. And one thing that was known about St. Louis, and this, these, these guys planted churches in every area of the world. Like they went to Africa, Europe, Australia, all over the place, South America several churches here and about St. Louis they said that there's something there that Satan has a foothold. Isn't that crazy? You're going to a place, you're in a place where people have had problems <laughs> once Will has done it. Right? We're kind of getting out of that and you know, working and it's, and it's doing better. Satan might have a foothold. But guys, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep going. You're going to do what needs to happen. Because Satan isn't going to win, is he? And, you know, that's one thing that makes me mad sometimes. Even with my sins and my weaknesses, is letting Satan win. And I realize that's what's happening. That when he convinces me to get up and, and have a bad attitude, you know, this. <laughs> Those times that you get up and you're just like, everything is wrong right today. Did you know you can change your attitude like that? Did you know that? Like that. Somebody that taught me was Kerry Cox. And you know how he, ta how he taught me? 
was like, you stop doing this because they don't. That was scary one time. After I slammed five doors in his face. Right? You can't think of me doing that, right? It's like, oh, what happened to that? Right? He went crazy. Right? And the, the man kept coming. Right? He didn't stop. He, I slammed that door. He'd open it until we got to a place I couldn't go anymore. And he cornered me. He's like, what are you doing? I love Gary. He's he, one, of my, one of my best friends. Because he has the courage to, to believe in me, to... To tell me the things I needed. And he's not going to let me have a bad attitude. That's why the relationship is so important. Even in your personal devotion. And at that moment, I remember carrying my face and I said, You're right. I am being a big old baby over here. And t- throwing a temper tantrum. When other people need me to be a to be a man of character. So that they can have hope. So in those times... Snap out of it. You know how often I have to tell myself that? All the time. You know the little crazy talks in here that you know that you're like, you know, I don't like that that leader, you know, just shut up. That's what that's what I say. I say, shut up, Ben. Why? Because I know it's the crazy talk. I know it's Satan trying to get me. And I know I I I've had the craziest thoughts about Carrie just doesn't love me, right? He's he, There must be some other reason he's my friend, and I don't even think he wants me to be here. And that's crazy. God has a plan for each one of you. But it starts with you having your personal devotion. Okay? Don't... <laughs> Don't give up on that on the big things, you know, because you're all over the let's do the big things, the spectacular and all this other stuff. That stuff is awesome. But that stuff is worth it because of what you do individually in your individual relationship with God. Right? I know we're talking about connection and connection. Connection is very important. But if you're not connected with God, you're gonna have a problem having connection with other people. And vice versa, right? So make sure you are doing that. Sorry, Emma. I forgive you. In the in the Great Commission, he says you are going to make disciples. Remember? Are you a disciple? If not, how do you think you will come? How do you think it's going to happen when you go on the planet? How do you think you're going to make disciples if you're not a disciple? So first, be a disciple so you can make disciples. And it says here, you're going to teach them everything that Jesus has commanded you, right? How much do you know about what Jesus has commanded you? If you don't know much, today is a good day to start. Get in your Bible, get in your Word. So guys, are you preparing yourselves for what's coming? Like this training, are you taking the training seriously? And I'm not talking about today, but today, what Robert and Carrie are talking Are you picking their brains? Are you going after the person that's in the same ministry that you're going to be in and making sure you know what to do and realizing what's going on? And Are you taking personal responsibility for that? Are you just sitting back and like, well, the church plan's going to happen, we'll, we'll resolve it then. Start today. 
Because if it's not happening today, it's not going to happen when you go there. That's what I have for you today. Uh, I do want to open up to questions if you have any. I don't know if I can answer every question, but if I don't know, I'll go find something. But you guys have, we're not going to do a, a last discussion. I hope you do these, discuss these things in your small groups as you go. Um, but anybody have anything they want to add or any questions? I said it all. I said enough, right? But my my hope for you guys, we are so excited about you guys at, at the church plant. At you know the you guys are the church plant. We're like oh, so. I have a question. Yeah. So you know you said something about um, being at the YMCA because I don't know. I it's not that I've got, lost hope that we're going to be in our building, but I really don't see it happening in August. Wow. So. Yeah. They're still working on the CAD as of this morning. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So, so when you said about the why, was it because of the expensive YMCA or was it because of the location? It was more of the location. Okay. Yeah, it was more of the location, and I wish it had been in a different in a different place. It was an opportunity that we got. My neighbor was her sister was the director of of planning there, yeah. and she helped so us to. But in reality, you know, it should have been a temporary thing and us look for another place in a different location. Because that, because it's a great. Yeah, it's a first impression thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a first impression thing that when people came, okay, the place was great. Like the place was really good, but the neighborhood around was really, really difficult. And we know we can reach those kids there, and we have. But the problem is, how are we going to reach the rest of the area where we are if it's like our neighbors and people that are around us? If if they're too afraid. And believe me, there was one day that, that Julie and Stefan, they, they pulled into the parking lot and they were freaked out because some guy had his gun out and was shooting out in the air. Like it was, <laughs> so it's like crazy things like that. They're like, oh. The, the building, I, I thought it was great to have a fenced uh, parking lot and everything. But it's like you said, uh, I, went, I missed it one time. I went there and uh, went down Far, you know, the neighborhood. It's, it's very that that actual that YMCA had a thing for a cop that was there when it was open. There was a cop there, an on duty cop, because it had become before that it had become a, a place where drug dealers were hanging out and selling drugs. That's why I asked them because yeah. you know. I'm just curious. <laughs> well, right. And here's and here's the deal. We'll have to make some plans coming up real soon on whether we be in a. Well, we're not going to be. We'll figure that out. But honestly, guys, the building is not important, right? So I, to I, like I was only farms. asking. I know. I'm just for, 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 for anybody that might get distracted by that, though, because we may not be in our building. Uh, we'll see. But what I want to stress is, it doesn't matter where we are. I absolutely As long as we're being who we need to be, you know, we're going to be great. And I hope we are, because I made that nice-looking banner that says August six. <laughs> By the way, props to Reggie for coming up with that. Uh, coming soon to an old theater near you. I hope that. Was right. That was all Reggie. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for those of us who need like some sort of okay, so the building might not be ready. Yeah. Are we like anticipating if this if we are the plant? Yeah. Are we anticipating a plan B so that we are? Oh, absolutely. For that? Do we know what that is yet? 
Yeah. No, but we'll figure it out. Are we going to talk about that or plan that? Yeah, we'll figure it out. I've worked with the costumes long enough to know that it'll get done at some point. Place and set it up at eight o'clock in the morning, and yeah. be joyful about doing that because you're oh, in your place. Really like yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 See, that's why we should throw it around nine yeah. Because everybody has good okay, ideas. Go so I was just because I didn't know that this building or whatever was at a rough spot. So it's one of those things where we need to be doing stuff, or we're waiting on actual people that. I'm waiting on Robert to come back from out of town, and I'm going to ask him. Uh, that's that's my plan. So I think just recently it's more apparent that that's going to be a need. So. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. So I'm ready to be called upon to to bring coffee somewhere. All I have to say is I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did something. Tomorrow to have a, a great church service that 
their examples to the guests of the people who have character and who can bring them hope. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.